Lewis Wyeth has had her work cut out for her this week. Harry's better after his week off, and Wilma has been thrown out of the Pirates Guild because she no longer needs to wear an eye patch. But Mia's come down with a case of the mods, but has bravely agreed to cough quietly in the corner and not spread her nasty little germs over to this side of the studio. Rudolf Hucker would be here, but he spent all week digging himself into a hole and dozed off before transmission. So he's currently performing a record loop of shame and we may see him go whizzing past our little window that they've allowed us high up in one wall. Anyway, it's time for Norma to announce the winner of the phrase of the week. Good evening, everyone. Nominations include Seamless, Aardvark. Well, I didn't vote for that one. Oh, yeah, and many more. And without further ado, I can tell you that the winner of the phrase of the week is... Our mics are live! Good evening, everyone. Sorry if we sound a little muffled, and, and dead meat, you can stop giggling right now. You know what muffled mean, and it's not that. But we're all keeping our Remlocks on as Studio 5 counts as a crowded space. And Mia has been diagnosed with one of those things you stick up your nose and down your throat. Dead meat, I won't warn you again. Apart from being a walking plague pit, she insists that she's okay. But we've given her the seat nearest the airlock, just in case. And back from temporary Cyclops land, we have Wilma Fingerdo. Thank you, Harry. It's nice to have binocular vision once more. And it hurts the throat to keep going, ah all the time. So I've retired the eye patch to my cupboard full of weekend dress-up accessories. Nice to hear. And, and how's Mia? <coughs> <coughs> yeah. <some> much. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. 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 That, that's, 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 <coughs> that sounds much better. You think she's acting. And talking of our betters, it's Wang Care. Good evening, everyone. Sorry, I've been gargling with this alcohol sanitizer, and I keep forgetting to spit. And there's no one better than the last, but not least, member of our crew, Norma Snockers. Flattery will get you nowhere, and definitely nowhere beyond the reach of my pan. Headlines, quick, distract her. Peace, huh? What is it good for? Going anywhere, handsome? Going for gold three, half-time scores. What's in a name? Don't read all about it. Armed aggro again in Avic. Near, far, wherever you are, we hope you'll go on.
as Herald did in last week's show, we can now officially declare that an outbreak of peace has finally landed on the galaxy. And as they say, there was much rejoicing. Okay, the galaxy is a very big place. Unbelievably big. And the peace arrived in a very small part of it, but we'll take it where we can get it. Yes, the Paladin Consortium and their antagonists, the awful Eggypoos, also known as the EGPU, have finally declared a cessation to hostilities and have stopped bashing nine bells out of each other. With Sugrivik having changed hands over to the EGPU, they are now engineering a retreat from all other Paladin systems. Might take a while, they're dragging their heels just a little. And a neutral zone has been established. The age-old principles of, we were here first, look, we stuck a flag in it, now applies to any future expansions in any direction between these two neighbours. After six months, enough ranking to send you blind and billions upon billions of credits changing hands in trade, exploration data, and of course mission rewards, it's time for the Paladins to break out the big room and sweep away the detritus of war. They're bashing their breastplates into plowshares, their beam lasers into cosmetic surgery equipment, and their Kevlar undercrackers into jaunty-looking pennants to fly on anniversaries. Their management team have sent their thanks to Hutton Orbital for all the help and asked that we tot up the Hutton Top Trucker totals and see who is in line for plaudits and praise from Paladins for pursuing the piece so proficiently. As a famous man once said, it looks like it's time to give peace a chance or maybe just have a rummage around the community chest there was chaos today as apex taxis declared their second galaxy-wide strike devastating the plans of many and i'll have to admit i'm working from handwritten notes here it looks like computers not sure why that would be the case but uh but there you are. Some pilots were forced to stock up on water and batteries and walk to the next town on foot. Others had to practice their new emotes and stick their thumb out in the hope of attracting attention of passers-by and hope that the first thing that they said wasn't, I've been looking for you. Fleet carriers went on a go slow in sympathy and it was only because of hanky buses and the like that anything moved in the galaxy on Tuesday. Despite the hardships caused by the temporary dearth of blue-painted haulers, people have been, by and large, very sympathetic. We go over now to our roving reporter, who will interview members of the public as if they have some magic insight into the dispute that's going on all around them, and not just a way for us to fill the airtime on the cheap. Are you there, Harry? Yes, thank you, Wilbur. It's really nice to get out of that lovely, comfortable studio for a change and stand around in that draft that always catches you in the back of the neck near the hangar lift doors or watch people in the bar desperately trying to catch the barman's eye in a vain attempt to get a drink to sustain them on their weary way home. So don't you worry about me, I'll just find people who are desperate for their 15 seconds of fame and let them bang on about something for a while. Uh, uh, ex excuse me, why do you think that the Apex taxis have gone on strike? What? Obvious, isn't it? I hear Thumphrey's flavour ice cream's been taken out of the docker's canteen. I wouldn't stand for that, so I don't see why they should. Uh, and, and you? 
I know why. It's because management wanted me to go south for the galactic plane after midnight. And you can't blame them in that part of the galaxy because there's roving gangs of incontinent explorers. You know, the leaky finders. They make that area very unpleasant. Uh, sir? I think it's just that Apex taxi drivers are paranoid. That folks are talking behind their back. Madam? Those Apex taxi uniforms are too revealing. Pardon? Apex taxi uniforms. They've sewn the labels on the outside so you can see how big they are. Sizest, if you ask me. It's no fair. Red Planet Taxi Service are little and taller than the medium pads, but Apex are forced to use the small one. Don't mention my name, will you? I'm an Apex driver. Give you an example, right? Tell you who I had in the back of my taxi last week. That Lee Yong Ri. Rubbish tipper for a gazillionaire. Lee Yong Ri discount? Lee Yong Ri's DAC count, as far as I'm concerned. I heard they're not happy that so many customers book under the name Spartacus and try to put everything on one bill. I hear the taxi service has been quite spotty. More of an acne carriage. And there you have it. Lots of reasons why Apex Taxis went on strike and I bet none of them come even close. But before I hand you back to those comfortable bastards in Studio 5, I'd ask you to spare a thought for the drivers themselves. They don't have it easy. For example, they can only get a license if they pass a stringent test of how to get from one star to another without using the galaxy map. The exam is carried out on a special platform high up on the edge of the roof of the Union building and they have to walk blindfolded along beams that have been laid out in a configuration that's designed to force them to take the correct and shortest path between the labelled spots representing the stars. If they get an answer wrong, if they misjudge where to put their foot, they'll fall off the edge of the roof. This is called doing the no-ledge. At four weeks in and with four weeks to go, the maths graduates amongst of us have deduced that we're at the halfway stage of going for Gold 3, Hutton's current squadron exploration event. In an extraordinarily consistent performance, Hutton are lying sixth in the squadron table with about 2.4 billion points, with the leaders on 7 billion. With the front runners stretching out their weekly lead at triple R score, and despite the words on the cover of your favourite book, you might start to think about having a little panic during the next week or so. There are still four weeks to go, and surely, hopefully, the hardcore explorers will be leaving it to the last possible moment to dump their Carto data after rinsing it through the Lee Yong Ri Carto money laundering machine. We now have almost 50 truckers contributing data to the overall effort, with many more still out there yet to make their mark. If you want to see what is going on, go to the Going for Gold 3 events page at hot.forthemug slash going for gold. After only in a week, uh, uh, at number one as top scorer, Happy Moon Monkey, who was leading with 707 million credits, has been swept into second by Montgomery Python, who dumped an emphatic 2 billion credits, making up a full third of the Hutton Hall of 6 billion, and who snatches the who wants to be first to a billion star prize. 
It's a teetowery out the abyss, but it's all yours. Other new entries into the 100 million club this week are Guthwine and Lubber. <clears throat> it isn't too late to take if you want to take part. All you have to do is to have the Hutton Helper running. Download it from hot.forthemug.com. You need to be in the Hutton Squadron. That's Hut, as in H U T T, not as in ridiculously expensive Shepherd's Hut. And you need to sell your cartographic exploration data before 7 a.m. on Thursday, the 21st of July. 3308. You have four weeks left, so get out there and get busy scanning. Commander Chicks will be along later with the last part of his tips and tricks, where he highlights all the things that are likely to kill you, but much, much more importantly than that, lose all your lovely data. Aids to ship naming aren't anything new but most of them are based around trying to squeeze the most doable entendres into a name. Squeezing it tight because that's the way they like that you like it. Here from the stable that brought you how to outfit and fly your ship to earn bounties that require a mathematics degree to calculate, route planners, a way to work out how many friends you'll need if you want to go all the way and more besides, comes the latest work from Alex Zuno and Vulcarius, a mighty ship name generator. By that I mean a generator of names worthy of mighty ships, not that there's a bloody great computer, just in case you wondered. The names are prefixed with INV for Imperial Navy Vessel, but I don't think they'll accuse you of plagiarism if you take one of the names and quietly rub off the first three letters. The names are designed to strike fear into anyone who bothers to read them, as the nameplate flies past your enemy's cockpit moments before they explode. Or else they're a way of saying, I may be a living ganglion of irreconcilable antagonisms, but my ship has a cool name. When the show finishes, not now for goodness sake, we have enough trouble keeping views without you nipping off halfway through. Only then should you go to iniv.space slash name and have a go. Our first, our first attempts gave us INV Prelude to Hope, INV Empress's Victory, INV Eminent Fire, INV Omen of Flame, INV Empress's Divinity, INV Path of Light, and Humanity's Guardian. No INV prefix, Volcarius, pay attention. The vocabulary is deliberately limited at the moment to keep the names within the theme but it is intended for this to expand, so there's still hope for something inappropriate to slip out, if you see what I mean. There has been a bit of a kerfuffle this week, as regular viewers will be aware. Last week's show definitely did not have any script whatsoever. However, it's turned out that an earlier edition of last week's Hutton Orbital News did indeed have a script. That version of the script included a story that could have caused much embarrassment to President Hudson, as it covered an incident that occurred in the time before his narrow escape and the vote of no confidence, back when he was a congressman and he is alleged to have tried to get a job for someone that it appears he knew intimately. We are told that he wanted her to be in charge of his staff, 
as apparently she had plenty of hands-on experience in that area. We're not sure if she ever did get that substantial post under her belt, but she's currently to be seen at Hudson side day and night. So draw your own conclusions. Following a meeting between Hutton Radio Script Editor and someone from Hudson's office who arrived wearing sunglasses indoors with a moment's box bang about, how, about whom he said he's hungry. A later edition of last week's script was published with that story removed and presumably in an attempt to divert attention and suspicion almost all of the rest of the script as well. We regret any actions that we may have taken that could be viewed as interfering with our journalistic integrity. We deny that any money change stands for this and we ask that you kindly do not slam the solid gold door on your way out. With five systems below 40% and five adverse states adding some colour to the master display situation threat board, it has been an interesting week in Hutton space. An old adversary returns, a bust is prolonged, there's disease about, and a couple of system failures, and it feels like old times. More on those stories coming up. Our listener will no doubt be reassured to hear that order has been restored to the galaxy. Well, not old galaxy, that would be quite an ask, but Hutton's little corner of it. Yes, Barnard Star is back at the bottom of the pile on 36. The remaining rabble are in yet another war, tying up 20% of influence, but there's still room to make some gains. Epsilon Indy, our largest system, home to over 90% of Alvin's subjects, is barely a point above it on 37 and is still suffering from an outbreak after a week. Fleet carriers have been on station offering discounted medication, but so far no takers. All you have to do is ship it into the large bad stations and earn yourself a small fortune in the process. LFP 525-39 and Ross 671 are somewhat out of sorts and are keeping each other company on 37. If you recall, some weeks ago, the BGS news was full of the serious mega corporation bullying our little system of AVIC, which is on 39%. Choosing their moment to strike carefully just after hot news went off the air last week, they're back at it again. Initially going up 2-0 after their sneak attack, Hutton pilots and our allies pulled it back, winning three days in a row to make it 3-2. Hutton only need to win one of the next two days, and Sirius need to win both for victory and control of the system. It has become clear that the same batch of dodgy filters, which caused the infrastructure failure in Trepin last week, were also fitted in WISE 08-55-0714, where systems have also failed on Yamazaki landing, so shipping water purifiers and power generators to relieve the situation in both systems. The two-week bust in Wolf 25 still needs lifting, so lend a hand or two to support the situation. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have just four systems, above 60% and one above 70, from which we will be expanding very soon. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, relieve the bust in Wolf 25, relieve the infrastructure failures in Trepin and WISE 0855-0714, boost Barnard Star, Ross 671 and LP525-39. If you want to shoot something, defend Avic from serious attack, 
It'll all be over by the weekend. Community, it's all about taking part and every week we bring you news of events, whether it's expeditions that take months or just an afternoon to play with friends. And this week we've updates from Does the sun still rise in the east in the east? Five Euro Tours at the Eldritch Gate and the latest from those buckyballing scamps. For someone who's been absent for such a long time, Commander the Presence's presence is still very much present, even when he's a long way away in Does the Sun Still Rise in the East in the East, Week 16. Commander the Presence, still here in the Tenebrae sector after a difficult week. Things started on a downward spiral when Captain Shinrick was in Sol and I was stuck with the dilemma of what to do with a spare tonne of conga ale. I distilled the choices down to keep it or jettison it. However, no self-respecting silverback would countenance anything other than disposing of it in the manner for which it was created. Yet I really needed the cargo space for more bio samples if and when the opportunity arises. This led to the very complex equation of how many pints a day I must drink to remove all the ale by the time I return to Kajira. Twelve is the answer and thus the difficulty. It has become difficult for me to get out of bed in the mornings due to the headaches and nausea I'm plotting a straight course. Hash proven to be an exercise in futility. I've no idea how I managed to land on planets and scanning has me pointing the uh, the genetic sampler at the specimen in the middle. Ironically, due to the impact of the beer on a diet of food cartridges, I now have several species of Bacterium bolaris growing, nay, thriving, on the inside of my canopy and I'm having to wear my Artemis suit indoors for fresh air. I'm also relegated to standing on the shoulders of giants as I keep finding systems first discovered by a certain commander chicks. You need to stay off the beaten path, mate. Honestly, what chance has a mere mortal got against these odds? Never mind, we'll soldier on and I'm determined to make it to Waypoint 13 by next week's report. If only I wasn't craving pickled eggs and, and sherbet to go with the last 1,916 pints of conga ale, until then, I'll sherbet. Commander Hunter seems to think that he's being charged by the word for this week's report from Five Euro Tours, but the picture he sends shows that they're still having fun. Hello everyone. Greetings from Colonia this weekend as we'll be arriving there, hopefully, in one piece. Well except for one more commander who suddenly registered as deceased, another perished soul among the stars. Rest in pieces, commander. We've, we're already on one third of our journey with plenty more to see. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay cool, 07. Commander Richard Flurinez M is getting very excited about his expedition as it's only three weeks away, but we don't seem to have anyone from Hutton joining officially. If you're curious, talk to us and we'll try to put you in touch with like-minded folks and maybe we'll have a delegation. Anyway, the commander sends us this from his supply depot. The Independent Explorers Association communication relay to Hutton Orbital Radio. 
Hello, today we are reporting the preparation of At the Eldridge Gate. Since last time we sent the news, we've had six more organizations joining us, bringing the number to 12. Numbers have also doubled and excitement is off the charts. With more carriers signing on the effort every day, it seems that the Vulcan Gate region will get pretty lit up with visitors in the upcoming months. Speaking about visitors, we are extending an invitation to the members of Hutton Orbital Radio to attend our gala event at the Inverness as guests. Not as members of the expedition, as I've been peer pressuring them in the last three broadcasts. I'm trying to get as many famous explorers to attend the community calendar event to be rescheduled. And perhaps we would be more than honored to receive the members of Hutton Orbital on the gala while everyone comes and visit. Mark your calendars Thursday the 14th. The members of Galnet News Digest are also very welcome. For more information about the event and the expedition you guys should totally participate in, feel free to contact Richards. Jokes aside, if you guys would like to attend this event and then leave to come back to the bubble, that would be great. <laughs> and, he, and he's put in brackets, don't add this, I can give you a ride back to the bubble. IEA out. The Pokeballers are having to manage without Alex Turner for a few days, as he's lying in a deck chair sipping, sipping cocktails. Still, it means a chance for someone else to grab that elusive fifth place, eh? In Alex's absence, Commander Vako has stepped into the bridge and sends us this message and a short video so that we don't miss Alex too much. Welcome to round five of the Buckyball Racing Club Magic 8 Ball Championship, the Seven Sisters Speedway Remixed. This race is an edited rerun of a BRC race originally run in 3305, which was itself a, a reimagining of one of the earliest BRC events, the Pleiades Hip Hop, and is also co-hosted by longtime Buckyball fans and notorious bootleggers, Fat Tony and Little Nook, aka the Lonigan Brothers. Take off from Home Horizons in HIP 29312, near to the edge of the bubble, and take a whirlwind tour around some of the stations and installations of the Seven Sisters in the Pleiades Nebula, then back to race back to Home Horizons. The course has been slightly tweaked since last time to include a visit to the Glorious Prospect Megaship, made famous for its part in the development of the Anti-Xeno Superweapon. Last time, alongside the main event, the most crazy or should I say daring commanders could earn time bonuses by flying fast through checkpoints with the lowest adjusted time claiming Nook's Kamikaze Cup. This time, the shenanigans are incorporated into the main event, but not for the top three positions. They'll use unadjusted times. So do you gamble that you're fast enough for the podium or do you take part in the shenanigans to maximise your bonus and go for the crazy fourth place? Optional bonuses include such shenanigans as Thargoid baking, baiting even, visiting your favourite Pleiades tourist beacon and the now infamous Nook's coup, De Grace. Dare you risk it all for a big bonus right at the end? Either way, 
both the race and the shenanigans began on Friday 17th of June and finished at 23.59 UTC, Monday 27th of June, 33.08. I'd just like to sign off with this video of Alex showing how to combine the Zen Archer and like an elite race of shenanigans. Do not try this at home. Interested in these events? The links were posted in the chat and we'll also add them in the description of the YouTube version of this show. Do you know of any that we ought to cover? Email I took part at huttonorbital.com and bring us up to speed. And that was the news. Oh, ah. Yes, and um, anybody watching may have noticed a couple of seams in there where I had the wrong person's face up for a moment where I lost track of where I was up to. <clears throat> Other than that, seamless. Seamless, seamless. yeah, Complete. seamless. Yeah. And nobody mentioned Thargoid Baking. I, 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 yes. Was that what I did, I did for you, Helen? Eight, train, eight trains of scones. Eight <laughs> trains of scones all on the go at one time. You know, one's going in the oven, one's coming out the oven, another one's been made made the dough up, and, you know, they'd be brilliant at baking. <laughs> you, still have to worry, you still have to worry about... I You still have to worry about a soggy bottom, though, don't you? Mm. Oh, yeah, if you caught by the Thargoids, you would. Yeah, you'd certainly have a soggy bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to stop me still flopping. No. Not at all. Gone. Yeah. I, I think she's gone. <laughs> so, well, it, was, it was while I was trying to speak. <laughs> so it's all right for you. It's Sandy Toxwig. It's got to interview them. Yes. Blah, Sandy. Oh, dear. Speak, was... Speaking of soggy bottoms, this week mm. I haven't got one. It's like. Like oh God! <laughs> Forty degrees cooler in this studio than it was last week. Yeah, I was like, very was pleased that the that the weather broke a couple of days ago because I oh. was not looking forward to being stuck in here with that hot I weather. Know, it was it was bloody well, nine, nineteen degrees up here. Been really hot today. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is that technically mm. summer mm. in North Britain? Yeah, I think uh, so. not in, in North Britain. You, if it gets to twenty, you hear sirens and everybody has to go underground. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't have to break break the water, the ice on the top of the bird bath, then it's summer. <laughs> yes. It's, oh, it's, uh, yeah. They've replaced the sirens with a lone bagpipe player in a you know in a high roof. As Prince Aww. Harry knows, Prince Harry knows very well that ginger should stay out of the sun. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Especially with a yeah, it's, you, you, it, yeah. <laughs> So, just, like, yeah, like, just leave it there. The Vanto has been <laughs> yeah. at an exhibition of, of JCBs this week, so that's full of a whole load of people who don't know when they're at the bottom of the hole they should stop digging. <coughs> that, that, that yeah. You should. Well, it's a yeah. job to keep digging. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. The size of my dump truck. You're dumb what? Yeah. So, so did we have? Did we? Did we? Did we have? No, of course we didn't. Oh, all right it then. Week, it was a week off. Yeah. For them. <clears throat> Isn't that like most weeks? Uh, no, it's every other week. Yeah. So it's what the night shift don't know is called a fortnight. Mm. It's not a game you play <laughs> until everybody dies except That's you. Fort Nitty. I've seen it. I've seen it written down. It's Fort Nitty. Is it like Fort Nitty the Bronx? Mm. Mm. Anyway, what's... Uh, oh, we've done the uh, fleet carrier IOUs. Has it, anybody, anybody paid their fleet carrier staff recently? Because I no. haven't. Yes, it, no. it does appear that there hasn't been any money taken out for a couple of weeks and then suddenly... A little bit more than two weeks' worth was taken out. Do you reckon they're sort of? It's they they've taken a, well, a, a deposit off you now, a security deposit. They haven't taken any offers this week. It's just in the in our um, main screen. Oh. It says we owe a lot more than we should. Don't look at that, do you? That's a, that's yeah. a, that's for that's for the boys. That's you know, it. when we come round, it would be a shame if your fleet carrier got a bit broken. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, uh, they're all girls on my fleet carrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, can't, you can't call it hot chicks and be full of blokes. It'd be... <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be wrong. Um, <laughs> like so the rampant I, sexism, I, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Mine's called Glasgow Central, so I've just filled it with ginger people. So it was closed this week then, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, that would, that would be the one. No, it was open, you just couldn't get a train. Just tumbleweed going through yeah. it. Mm. You just couldn't get a shuttle from it. It was open, though. No computers. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> it's got no facilities anyway. It's not. I'm not allowed because it's an Xbox one. You can't have facilities Aww. on it. So with these IOUs, are you just expected to like rack up a massive bill and then you know you like presented with it. I did get worried when he said rack and up there. Mm. <sighs> yeah, they'll take it off us when they want, won't they? Mm. Yeah, well, whatever it's. Uh, mm. <laughs> but I have. As long as it's not take too much. I mean, I, can't, I was. I mean, I'm not I surprised. That the Hanky... only message I get in a week, which yeah, but... is on a Thursday, and it goes bing, and I go, "Oh, I know what that is." Mm. I'm, no. I'm not surprised it was Hanky who reported this to our group first. I mean, when you've got that we many carriers, <laughs> a five percent uplift is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh... <clears throat> Everybody wants a bit more. Yeah, well, it's well, it's inflation, isn't it? No, got a. Got to pay for those debts somehow. Mm. So what's this? Oh, well, do you this thing? If I'd oh, been around last good. week, if we'd been around last week, yes. there would have been an article about um, mm. somebody um, said that they reckon that AI is actually showing some feelings. Um, so that has it put you know, past the more than past the Turing test? Um, it was a Google engineer who's claimed that a computer chatbot he was working with has developed the ability to express thoughts and feelings. Um, it's, it's engaged him in conversation about rights and personhood. Now, um, I should say that this person has now been put on leave. And I don't know if he's been caught reciprocating the thoughts and feelings one night late. He's been caught reciprocating. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, one night late in the laboratory. Yes, I don't know if that's <laughs> if that's got anything to do it. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 
it's, it's quite that. That today, um, <laughs> it's a hundred and yeah, it's a hundred and ten years ago today since Alan Turing was born. There we go, twenty. <coughs> and and did yeah, you? I saw there was a lot of flowers around about his his memorial. He's, yes, you know, there's his statue. Oh yeah. Yes, there was, and it was um, <clears throat> organised and it raised money for special effect. It did. That's why I saw oh, it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hmm. Which is great. Nice, I think that. You get that post in about two days, uh, Simon. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> one. Facebook. Was it? No, oh, okay. I, I... Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It'll probably turn up in your feed in about two days. Oh, I see. Yeah, like like things like don't like, write any script. Yeah, I like anything <laughs> that you actually want to see. Mm. <clears throat> but, uh, no, it looked lovely with the flowers and everything. That was really nice. <clears throat> Well, well so, has, has anybody desperately has anybody been doing anything in game? Because I I don't have a show that's, that's shorter than one last week without any script. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Not in um, game, but in real yes, life. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mia I've does not even have been to... able to look at the screen. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been one. I just not the other. Well, I've well, found yeah. found another nine Earth likes this week. Wow. <laughs> Um, right, lots of water I think only one earth like yeah gazillions <laughs> of bloody water wells yeah. just down oh, the back of the sofa <laughs> I've been raking it in for gold going for gold three so uh, hmm. I might need to get back out and do a wee bit more of and I don't have tomorrow. anything like uh, Lee Young Watchits to boost yep. mine either all mine's my own yeah there's, <laughs> and there's, there's yeah. the figures again just like, so Montgomery Python yes definitely quite a lot more than a that two. was actually in two squirts that as well, and he's also in twelve with uh, Monty P with another hundred million. Yeah. So I think <laughs> Mia's third, Poppy I'm seventh, right, Poppy okay. seventh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ninth. will be going up again though. Oh yeah, yeah. So dead meat's in there. Mm. Yeah, I'm ha hardly likely to get fussed. Three That's hankies. Yes. Three hankies. So, yep. It's a box of tissues. Um. <laughs> Dead meat's in there. Dead meat's in there twice. He's seventeenth as well. I'm sure I've seen yep. him somewhere else as well. Well, I didn't have room on the oh, screen for seventeenth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got forty-nine um, listeners. Are you? Will you be the fiftieth? Trying to sign up for going for gold three, win the star prize. <coughs> we, uh, we haven't yet said what the. Prizes are, but I bet they'll be splendid. Well, mm. I'm, I'm working on it. Do you mean Do you mean splendid in the terms of a uh, blankety blank? Hot <laughs> 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 notebook, checkbook, and pen. I'm working on it. Prepared <laughs> to say, should be hunting orbital credit cards, shouldn't it? These days, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 definitely a checkbook and pen. A credit card would be useful for something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, propping up this wonky table. Yeah. yeah. So um, it just looks like just me then in the game this week. Yeah. Plus, you must have been doing something. Mm. You must have been in game this week. Oh, oh yes, it has been. I've been exploring, yeah. Right. Not been doing the CG. Is there a CG? Well, we there, find there, out there, in a minute, won't we? <laughs> <With> spoilers! <laughs> spoilers! <laughs> so you've been in a T10? No, no I've been doing <coughs> CGs this week. Mm. I've been concentrating on the exploration. Yeah, I think I might do the same. I just need to get back in and do a wee bit now. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's four weeks to go. In fact, mm. it ends. Uh, it's uh, it? um, 
So yeah, I'll have to remember when I get back from Levecon. Yeah, it, it, ends, it ends around just a little bit after yeah. the, Florian's, Florian's, um, the uh, Eldritch Gate starts. So I imagine that there would be time to try and catch up afterwards. I don't know. If people hadn't had enough exploring yeah, and wanted we'll to go... we'll all be really in the mood for lots of exploring. But, 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 this, is, but this is different, isn't it? It's, this is not just going out there and trying... They're trying to find a specific thing. You probably won't find it, but it's worth having a go to try and find that specific thing, surely. Yeah. And there's lots of groups are doing it. Have I not been paying attention? Mm. I think no. when I start, I'm going to head back out and just go up above the galactic plane and then head towards... Um, head towards the Hawking's Gap uh, abandoned settlements. And that gives me a target to aim for, a place to go and come <coughs> back from, you know. Well, I was so. heading towards those, and uh, I decided they were too far away for this particular yeah. um, trip, because I've got to go to every single system. Mm. I think I'm doing about 37 light years, so it's you know it's going to take my while to get there and back. But... Yes. Yeah. There's a place out there called... Um, is it Hen Two Twenty Three or something? And it, it was a it was a bit of a joke destination years ago. Right. Um, it was a I can't remember. It was a passenger mission. It must have been a passenger mission. Take your passengers to this system, and it was like tons <laughs> of money. But this system was too far above the galactic plane that you couldn't jump to it. Oh. So I got part of the way there, you know, within the thousand light years to be able to plot the route, and it just wouldn't plot. And yeah. Like, you, it was a bit like. First time you ever pick up a hot mission and you realise, bastards! <laughs> yeah. Yes, you've, you've had you've fallen for it. Well, this was the same thing. It's I'm like, assuming you can get that on a fleet carrier now. Well, you probably can, but I remember at the time I was like, Arr! and it just yeah. so happens I was scrolling through all my uh, bookmarks and I saw this bookmark near where I am now. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And it's still <clears> there. It's still there. Still, the scars are still <laughs> there. Mm. <laughs> it's nice to know that you're over it though. Yeah. <laughs> bastards. bastards. <laughs> Still bastards. Yes. But, yeah. oh, I, no, that's quite good. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I, I can forgive, you know, in yeah. all eternity. So, Plus I've just game. been a bit out of it with, with everything that's going on just now, but, mm. I, you know, mm. a wee bit, of, wee bit of exploration will be therapeutic. Yeah, put some uh, put something on to listen to, or a film. I often do, or some. I tend not to do yeah. music. Just, I don't have any distractions. Um, but yeah, go on, go on, Mia. Sorry, <laughs> three hours of today program, and um, yeah. Yeah. something like the the yesterday channel, where you can have you know yeah. old cars, and then World War Two, and then adverts, railways, and yeah, adverts for Stannis airlifts. Oh, Stannis airlifts and commemorative coins. Yeah, my grandmother used funeral bands. Yeah, it it drove her up. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Oh dear. Bring back the bagpipe music. I do you think we stretched that out as far as we dare? I think we are. Yeah. I was glad you've said that. Okay, <laughs> that's enough. That's so, enough killing time for us. Okay, it's nearly time for us to catch up with the world of CGs as Flossie brings us up to date with all that's happened this week and all that's going to happen next week. But before that, we just got time for Puzzle Corner. Now, this week it is a real life one. It's lifted directly from the Daily Telegraph cryptic crossword on Tuesday that I did, and the clue is found at the beginning of the book. It keeps the working population down, and it's eight letters. Eight letters. Anything? Eight letters. Anything? Eight letters. Found, found uh, at the beginning of the book. 
it keeps the working population down and there we have the exact there we have my there we are look the screenshot direct from and i don't read the paper i just do the the online crossword i love you know there we go it's hard fuck go on helen see it no that was close two eyes and bar <laughs> crosswords. If I want crosswords, I'll ask Flossie what she <coughs> thinks about aardvarks. Aardvark! Consumer professional that she is. She's ready to bring us the CG news. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do? When your faction leader's a dog And your daily tasks are a slog You're feeling like a used cog What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar Initiative. Flossie tells us what she thinks it is. Then you can get involved with this now. You should listen to what Flossie says. Listen to what Flossie says. What on earth can we do? Do what Flossie tells you to. What if she talks nonsense? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie said Now we heard what Flossie said We can put this matter to bed Just keep a voice in your head Flossie told you what to do Hello, hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. Last week's CGs, support the Sirius Alliance Defence Packs, finished at Tier 3, with 26,668,539 units collected. The rewards for the top 75% the 2B double-engineered AX-fixed missile launcher and the Sirius permit. For the top 50%, an additional 2B double-engineered AX-fixed missile launcher and access to Marco Quint's workshop. The top 25% got 3A double-engineered AX-fixed missile launchers and the top 10% an additional 3A double-engineered AX-fixed missile launcher. Oppose the Sirius Alliance Defence Pack finish at Tier 2. With 14,553,754 units collected. The rewards Top 75% Alioth Permit. Top 50% Access to Bill Turner's Workshop and Access to Uma Laszlo's Workshop. The Top 25 Commanders and the Lion's Chieftain. There are no new CGs this week, so 
So that's it for this week's CG News. Flossy told you what to do. Well, that was quick. Not as one-sided as I'd have thought. Uh, thank you, Flossie. Now, as the Type M sun filters through the branches of the Lonesome Pine, it's time to hear from the not-so-silent Laurel and Hardy of Galnet News and find out which fine mess they got themselves into this week. It's Commander's Beetle Jude and Wallaceboon. Galnet News Digest, 23rd of June, 3308. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news, salvation reveals all, and the superpowers have a surprisingly muted response. Salvation has finally spoken, and he's not just admitted, but claimed with some pride that he is Caleb Witcherly, the witch and that he's been responsible for the course of much of the interaction between humans and Thargoids over the past 200 years. The admission follows widespread speculation about a link between Salvation and the defunct corporation and the rebranding over the weekend of Taurus Mining Ventures as Azimuth Biotech, which Salvation explains is a demonstration that there's no longer any need to conceal their true identity, given their excellent work clearing Thargoids out of a number of systems in recent months. Azimuth Biochemicals first discovered Thargoids nearly 200 years ago, after the megaship Adamaster was sent to a site in the Colzac Nebula, close to the present-day Betancourt base. According to Salvation, ever since then the research division of Azimuth Biochemicals has been preparing for what he described as the inevitable interspecies conflict. It appears to have been Salvation and Azimuth who decided that the Thargoids should be treated as enemies. Azimuth was taken over and shut down by rival corporation Pharmasapien, but Salvation explains that he managed to conceal the assets of Azimuth's research division and to continue researching the Thargoids in complete freedom from any form of accountability. Salvation admits that he and Azimuth worked with Inra on the mycoid virus that wiped out a Thargoid hive-ship and sent the Thargoids into retreat. But he claims that the rediscovery of the Proteus and the prototype Guardian hybrid weapon provided the breakthrough that will, he says, soon result in a weapon that will permanently cripple the Thargoid war machine. Salvation went on to say that he no longer identifies with the name Caleb Witcherly, preferring instead to be known as the saviour of humanity. But that he stands by everything he did when he was Witcherly, including all the killing. The superpowers are prepared to twist reality in order to remain under Salvation's protection, according to statements released today. On Monday, Salvation revealed that his organisation, Taurus Mining Ventures, is formed largely of the research division of Azimuth Biochemicals, an organisation implicated in a number of morally dubious activities, such as the development of the mycoid virus, as well as some that are clearly reprehensible, such as the destruction with the loss of all hands of the megaship Alexandria. 
and Project Seraph, which experimented on live human captives in an attempt to integrate them with Thargoid technology. There is strong circumstantial evidence that Salvation is the former Vice President of Research, Dr Caleb Wycherley, and that he is heavily implicated in Azimuth's wrongdoing, including planting Guardian technology in the Kornsar system to lure the Thargoids to attack an action that resulted in tens of thousands of innocent lives being lost in that system. 200 years ago, researchers from Azimuth developed a weapon that uses Guardian technology to deliver a tuned electromagnetic pulse that Salvation, also known as the Witch, is now using to drive Thargoids out of a number of systems, and that he is further developing to deliver a devastating blow that he says will end the Thargoid war. Following Salvation's announcement, Taurus Mining Ventures has been renamed as Azimuth Biotech to flaunt the organisation's heritage. But even with their noses being rubbed in the inconvenient truth that they have hitched their wagon to a criminal organisation, the superpowers insist that they will continue to work with Salvation to defeat the Thargoids. Federal Admiral Maxton Price tried to throw doubt on whether Salvation really is the witch, suggesting that the evidence recently discovered in DG Carnum Vanaticorum might be fabricated by Aegis. And he proclaimed that he is 100% behind Azimuth and its superweapon. Without Salvation's superweapon, he claimed, the Thargoid War would never end and that the Alliance, Federation and Empire must put to one side considerations of ethics, legality and morality until after the war has been won. Professor Albert Tesro, formerly head of research at Aegis, has joined many opposition leaders in all three superpowers in calling for everyone in Azimuth Biotech to be arrested and for justice for the slaughtered crew of the Alexandria. There have been no incursions by Thargoids since April, when one Alliance, one Imperial and one Federal system, Didio, Novas and Sosong, were rather conveniently attacked, keeping superpower minds focused on the Thargoid threat. Taking a week off from last week's No Script, it's time to find out what might kill, kill you out there in the black in the fourth and final part of the trilogy of Tips and Tricks with Commander Chicks. Remember, in space there's no problem that you can't make worse and no one can hear you scream, Oh bollocks, I've lost all my data! Good evening, Chuckers, and welcome to the fourth part of my trilogy, Exploration, Tips and Tricks with Commander Chicks. So you scan systems until you're seeing double, your fingers are sore and raw and you're hot ass, and you're having dreams about scanning HMCs in your sleep. All that lovely cartographic data snugly tucked away and safely in your bulging databanks. But remember, truckers, there's no problem in space that you can't make worse. So here are six things that are most likely to kill you and how to avoid them. First, neutron stars. Serious explorers just avoid these. No, really. They don't net you much in the way of cash, 20,000 credits or so, more than main sequence stars, but still, stellar peanuts. They're pretty to look at, I'll admit, but at best they damage your ship, and at worst, they kill you. 
Nissan jet cones are like rickety fairground rides and mopeds. They're fun to ride until it all goes peak tong and ends in tears and the rebuy screen. So if you must dabble in neutron cones, do it on the way out when your data banks are empty, not on the way back. It'll only make you cry and feel foolish. Just simply turn off non-sequence stars in your galaxy map and you'll never encounter one. Second on our list of calamities, high G planets and class D thrusters do not mix well. Yes, you'll regret the weight saving you made on those feeble D-rated thrusters as you helplessly plummet planetward. Watching your altitude increasingly decay no matter how manically you waggle your joystick and mash the reverse thrust button. Right, Flossie? Just stop all that panicky nonsense, sit back in your pilot's seat and reflect calmly as you spread yourself across the planet's surface like human marmite, losing both your ship and all that lovely data. As the sweetness of your 80 plus light year jump range is tempered by the rebuy screen of bitterness, just remember that those tiny class 3 shields and class D thrusters will not save your explorer conda from a high G world. So if you find yourself in need of some materials for synthesis and decide to pop down to the surface to pew pew some rocks in your SRV, first check the gravity of the planet in the system map or in the planetary approach heads up display. It's right there, right in front of you, so there's no excuse. Killer number three won't occur often, but when it does, you'll be glad you packed a spare flight suit. Jumping into a system is normally fine, even at maximum speed. Just roll your ship, pitch down to avoid the star, while simultaneously hitting the honk button and fuel scoop away. It's automatic. You can do it with your eyes closed. But, once in a thousand jumps or so, that flash over your shoulder will tell you that you just jumped smack in between two stars. Your canopy will fill with a fiery stellar hell, accompanied by warning alarms, flashing lights and covas statements of the bleeding obvious about your ship overheating. Smokes and sparks will rise from your instrument panel, accompanied by an acrid burning smell from your graphics card. Then you'll explode and die penniless or crispy. But it doesn't have to be this way. Just have a heatsink handy. I find the best and quickest way is to set your second fire group to launch a heatsink on primary fire. I prefer this safeguard as I sometimes suffer from negligent discharge, I mean of heatsinks, of course, which happens when they are assigned only to a single key or switch. Making them a two-step operation prevents this. Yes, you can synthesise more heatsinks out in the black, but they require manufactured components which are hard to come by out there, so use them sparingly. If you can jump in at maximum speed, roll, pitch down, recognise your impending fiery doom, switch fire groups, launch a heatsink, switch back fire groups to honk the system, and all before you have finished fuel scooping, you truly are a certified steely-eyed elite explorer. Now try SCE to orcs. At number four, stellar phenomenon can be nice to look at, but can also be bloody dangerous. So you spotted some weird object on your scanner and you drop out a supercruise to take a look. You'll make 50,000 credits for scanning the first of each type in each galactic region and 2,000 credits thereafter for repeat sightings. To scan them, you need to get close enough to use your short-range composition scanner and this is where it can get tricky. Many of these objects rotate and the unwary commander could get swatted in much the same way as the noob hammers of some Coriolis stations in the bubble. Also, if like me, you confuse your reverse thrust with your boost button, because you hardly ever use them in the black, you'll probably ram the thing and you'll lose. This is the moment you realise three things. These objects are solid, 3A shields are largely ornamental, and that adrenaline is a nasty shade of brown. Be careful around these things. Penultimately, pirates. 
not the jolly singing Gilbert and Sullivan modern major general types, but the mean-spirited, I've come a long way for what's in your cargo hold type, sporting scars, badly spelled tattoos, eye patches, who are only too keen to give your cargo hold a jolly good rogering. So make yourself less attractive. Um, I mean your ship, not you. Several decades of late nights and hard living has done that for most commanders, so you don't need any further advice from me on the matter. Don't fit any cargo racks so you can't carry any cargo. If you've got nothing to steal, you won't get robbed and it'll maintain your jump range. Don't bother picking up cargo on planets as the attention it draws on your return isn't worth it. Why risk billions in Carto data for a few thousand credits, weighing in some random junk you happened across on a planet's surface that you've aimlessly carted around for the last 20,000 light years? The chances are it's either illegal, stolen or both all of which can get you killed by the first system authority ships you encounter in faster, better and more official ways. Carrying weapons out in the black is pointless. Most of the time there isn't anyone to shoot at, and on the rare occasion that there is, they'll have bigger and better weapons than you, and more of them. They'll also have more shields and armour into the bargain. So just run. If you get caught, submit to the interdiction and then run. The chances are you'll have a much greater jump range, so even if they try to weight scan you, they'll never be able to follow. Use your jump range near the bubble to get into an occupied space on the way out and into a nice safe station on the way back. Don't loiter in bubble systems and invite attention. You aren't equipped to deal with it other than by running away. Lastly, docking. While not as redonkulously difficult as it was in our galaxy's dimly remembered past, nevertheless it still prevents the final hurdle of doom for any weary explorer. You can land manually, of course, but if you've been in the black for any length of time, you'll be rusty. So will your docking computer if you have one. Make sure you restore its integrity to 100% using your auto-field maintenance unit in the right-hand menu panel. You did fit one, didn't you? It's been a while since you docked, so take your time. Not until you hear the reassuring thunk of the docking clamps and the Welcome to the station, Commander. From that jolly northern woman, are you finally home? Now it's time to hear the reassuring tinkle of ice in a glass and the fizz of your first megagin and tonic, accompanied by a percussive, soothing <coughs> as you cash in all that lovely data. And if you don't want hecklers, just remember not to do it in the middle of a radio show. For the mug. Thank you to Commander Chips. Now that you've heard all four parts of his famous, this famous explorer's pro tips, there's no excuse for you not to join Going for Gold 3. And let Universal Cartographics cough up oodles and oodles of cash for your data. Talking of something that's doing nothing but coughing up at the moment, it's time to put your remlocks on as the pile of sickness that is Mia Harkness brings us the Hun Helper results. Is it good or bad when the flame goes lumpy? Oh, right. Uh, welcome to the Hutton Helper Results. The Hutton Helper Results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free packet of aspirin and a huge mallet to hit yourself over the head with if the aspirin doesn't work. This week we have the following events. The proper isolation shield. The 
cut the cutter full of hut and mugs to see off the mods, cup winner's cup, the all the meds you can get, and the packet of monster munch, and the bottle of Lucasine with the cellophane on it. Cup winner's cup, the back to the asylum for you, deja vu trophy, the you're going home in a big white escape capsule, champion of champions championship, and the blues and twos all the way at the Hutton Infirmary extravaganza. So hop onto the bio bed, just try to relax and go to your happy place. This week's Hutton Helper results are LDSK jumped 39,000 light years to come first in distance travelled, Arthur M8O sold 34,000 tons of goodies, top mission runner is Drew Peacock with 132 mission points, Johnny S cashed in 211 million credits worth of bounties, Gurina Yoshida handed in 225 million credits worth of combat bonds, and M-Grey delivered 162 people to their various destinations. So, decal there for Drew Peacock. Please email itookpart at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of a wire brush, some Dettol, and a Hutton decal. There are three Hutton runs this week. Talzi made a run in 1 hour, 25 minutes and 15 seconds for 259th place. The other two were by retired Navy IT1, whose fastest time was 1 hour, 24 minutes, 13 seconds for 156th place. So, remember that if you can beat Commander Hardy's time of 1 hour, 22 minutes and 20 seconds, then fabulous prizes await you. Come on people, it's been over a year. Anyway, there's a whole galaxy of stuff out there needing shipped, shot, rescued, looted, repaired, destroyed, bought, sold, squeezed, inflated, burnt, frozen, liquidated, evaporated, sandblasted, sponged down, smelled, licked, extruded, discombobulated, recombobulated, rubbed, compressed, enveloped, siphoned, and probinated. And you can earn yourself a very fetching hunting decal for doing it. To get involved, you just have to go to hot.furthermug.com and download or sign up for the delicious new Hutton Helper, available in three exciting formats. Let's face it, anything has to be better than realising too late that the thermometer in your mouth is an anal one that someone left lying around. Anyway, that's it for me this week. Back to Studio 5. Thank you, Mia. You can go back to your blankie and medicinal centauri magician now. You'll need to be comfortable for the next bit. It's Amelia Hawke, back with the Galnet Rares Digest. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. Have you ever had something on the tip of your tongue, sitting just behind all the things you can remember and hiding so that you can't? The name of that person, you know, what's his face? Or the name of the earworm that's been buzzing around in your head all day? That system you found, the one with the twin ringed earth likes and atmospheric moons that collide into each other. You must remember the name of it. 
thingy. Um, Hujima flip. Dilly doodah. That, that one. Human memory is a strange thing. You can remember the ship ID of your first sidewinder or your telephone number from when you were small, but the name of the ad Federal Admiral in the rather fetching skirt and gold braid combo you just met? Her name? Mm, no. And it's even written across her front. There are things that can stir your memory into bubbling up things you hadn't remembered that you'd forgotten. Music, a certain smell, or a word on a page. All these can evoke not only memories, but the attached emotions and even vivid mental pictures of the you that was then. Of course, memory isn't infallible. Nostalgia is a way of picking up the past, dusting it off and giving it a polish and showing only the shiny bits. Over in Aganepepe, in Julian Market, a group of neuroscientists have, over decades, perfected something that takes the thing that's on the tip of your tongue and helps you swallow it whole. Aganepepe Rush, a rare and potent stimulant, works your memory from both ends. One small vial of it, and you start feeling alert, more focused. Your brain feels like it's gone from running on semaphore to high-speed fiber optics. That admiral you were admiring, you know her name. You've counted the number of gold stripes on her uniform, the number of buttons. You've remembered that she has a small ink stain on the finger of her left hand and that her eyes are a vivid, vivid blue, You last, like when you last uh, saw when you were at that water world on holiday. And what's more, you've got her address, her phone number, and just about every piece of information stashed away in your brain, instantly able to be recalled at a moment's notice. But of course, when the effects of the rush have faded, you're back to vague recollections. And there's no way you've remembered that number, which is where the other effect of the rush comes in. Another dose, and all that information that you've squirreled away in your brain from earlier, it unlocks that little room in your head and all the knowledge comes rushing back. Loved by scholars during their research, used illegally by students wanting to ace their exams, Aganepepe Rush is an augmentation to the human brain that seems to genuinely be useful and with no obvious side effects. Well, apart from being a diuretic, but as some of humanity's best thinking happens when you're sitting on the can, that's not entirely a bad thing. The problem with your Aganepepe rush is you have no control of what is stored whilst you're under the influence, and definitely no control about what you remember when you take a dose. Use it regularly and you'll have a brainstorm of memories, sensations, emotions, and words. It's like poking a hole in the dam and, and hoping that sticking your finger in the hole will stop the inevitable cascade that floods from onto the towns below. It's, it's not going to happen. I've been using this for a week now, and I've memorized the works of Shakespeare, the equations governing frameshift energies, the lyrics to the entire top 100 as broadcast on Hutton Orbital Radio, and the names of all the personnel of the station. The problem is that I've been sitting here in my cubicle for half an hour now, and every time something happens, I'm flooded with memories of last time, and the time before that, 
and the time I tried the Mokujin Beast Feast and it had entirely disastrous effects on my digestion. I can think of nothing but being in a cubicle, and trust me, having worked for the Gullnet Rares Digest for the few years now, it's not a pleasant set of memories. And what's more, being a stimulant, I can't switch off the jibber-jabber behind my eyes. The effect is cumulative. The more I take to remember, the more I remember, the more I recall from the last time I formed a memory, and the longer the effect lasts. <sighs> this is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. I've just sprayed the room with perfume in the vain hopes that it will bring back memories of an entirely nicer sort. So you don't have to. That does explain why you just passed me that note saying, I remember you owe me a fiver. Bugger. <laughs> <sighs> yes. I remember a lot of other things too. Yeah, well. I Scarring didn't mean, memories. I didn't mean them. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I have apologised about that though. Yes. Yeah, that, it, that was just that cold was hands. Mia just had cold hands. It was an accident. <laughs> So that, that's the thing. But human memory is fallible for a very good reason. Yes, let's keep it fallible. It's better that way. And it shows that with what would that be? Uh, with nine, uh, with a script, we get nine minutes more show. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, that's good. Oh, um, people who've stuck with us that... so far. I'm sorry, I'm just putting a message up for the ticker, as it were. Uh, the stuck with the sofa next week, of course. What is next week, chicks? What is it? What is it? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. And is it where in the months does it come? Payday. Oh, you don't get paid no, uh, after Wednesday. It's after Wednesday. Um, uh, no, yeah. within the month. Within the month. Not, Friday, yeah. not within the week. Uh, uh, I, I know, but I'm going to need a dun dun dun. Scorpio. Uh, hang on, hang on. Uh, oh, hang, hang on. on. Oh. Oh, no, oh, wrong, oh, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yes, you want your subfolder? Hang on, oh. hang on. That's not the right one. That's not the right one. Oh, oh, sorry, you want... They're all talking about you. There it is. It's Green Room. Excuse me. Next week is Green Room, so a show of an entirely different length. <laughs> Did you just put your elbow on your stream deck then and just rub it all over the place? Like, no, I've got like, the I've got like flourishes with the piano. No, I've got a clap and How I've got the cheers. Did you just press? I've, well, I started I started off with the and then I did that. Yeah, I know we heard. And then I did that and I did that. It's Clapping and cheering. Here. Clapping, cheering. That's the BBC. Seamless. And no. now the news at six. No. No, that's... Seamless. That's where that is. Seamless. <laughs> I'll get my coat. Uh, yeah. How many, <laughs> how many buttons has this thing got? Oh, no, don't tell us. Infinite number. Oh, no. 
Alex Zuno might, <laughs> Alex Zuno might disagree. <laughs> if I, I know damn well she will. <laughs> Boom. Right. Okay. Well, um, that was um, that was fun, everyone. Uh, well, might have been for you. Yeah. Well, that's because I was mm. kept busy pressing buttons. I didn't have to do anything else. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. See, so you you prefer the ad lib stuff? Uh, <laughs> don't mind me. I've just been talking to myself for the last five minutes. Oh, well, I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I, which is quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody seemed to be answering at just the appropriate times. Like, oh, that must be must be knocking it out of the park. Funny as anything. No, nobody could hear me. Knocking one out in the park. Yeah, <laughs> I think you get the jail for that now. But you know. Yeah. Speechless. Is that the reciprocating? Speechless. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a witty thing to say, but nothing. nothing no, speechless came. covers it. Do, speechless don't you do come up with anything witty? We don't. You showing us up? No. Yeah. <laughs> You just stick to what you know. <laughs> Don't do anything witty, just stick to the script. <laughs> room in here for humour. Yeah, room in here for a script. Well, thanks so, everybody for stickers. Yes, Green Room next week. That should be great fun. So don't forget, if you want to talk to us next week, you need to get And even if you don't the... want to talk. No, you don't have to talk, but if, if you no, did if you want, to want to talk... talk if you don't want to talk, Vanti, and I'll be dragging you in off the street, yeah, you'll so, be made to talk. Yes, yeah, and he'll do all the talking for you. Yeah, yes, you'll be made to listen. So you don't street. have to. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so don't forget to get hold of TeamSpeak 3 client if you want to talk. If you want to tell us what you've been doing. And if oh, you... Oh, that was in my oh, ear. No. Oh, no. It might be in your ear, but I've got a sneeze guard that works now. Yes! <laughs> Finally shit, got to test shit it. shit its way through the deck. Yeah. No, it's oh, it's eating its way through the floor. Uh, four decks down. Four decks down's my record. That's yeah. <laughs> right. I don't have a. I don't have a uh, sound effect. I don't have a sound effect for actually eating its way through the door, through That's the floor. Not quite what infinite means. It's just bigger than something. It's just one more than that, isn't it? Whatever number you thought of, it's just one more than that. Yeah, infinite is one more than finite. Mm. Right, well, uh, uh, before it descends even further into um, inanity, um, <clears throat> thanks to the entire crew with me this evening and thanks to Van Tien for driving home whilst we were doing the show. Uh, he'll be back... Did he stop in a lay-by to do... <laughs> no, no, he... No, he Martin? No, no, he did not. Did he stop in a lay-by to, to knock more? out a Galnet Resdale? Uh, no, that, he did that this morning when he was going to do it last night but fell asleep. Before he knocking one out in the park, and it, fell asleep. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna write a, write the rares <laughs> last night, and he fell asleep. But he did it this morning, and and in plenty of time, which is why the script was ready three hours before the show started. I did, I did wonder. Oh, shot to shot Ah, well, still writing mine at twenty past seven. Uh, these things can happen from time to time, and so mm. so uh, don't worry. There will be even more seams next week because Vantian will be back pushing the buttons. No. Or not pushing the buttons. No, you're just sitting around and wondering where the buttons have gone and wondering why they don't do anything. Yeah. <clears throat> so what? Uh, it only remains for me to say thank you very much, everybody. And uh, please, everybody, just move your headphones a little bit further away from your ears as, Amelia, way ahead of you. as Amelia helps us with... For the mug! For the mug! For that 
tall, go too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading up the teenagers to the brim with grass.